Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Munoz, CEO of the Cultural Communications Agency, D-Flash. Each episode, I bring on a different business leader who's doing some amazing game-changing work. And this episode, I am so delighted to have Kimberly Walker, who's the Senior Director of Visual Merchandising at Dick Sporting Goods. So we're going to talk about her unique role, uh, what brought her to it, and her remarkable career journey. It's going to be a great conversation. Take a listen. Hey, Kimberly, how are you? Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about our conversation today. Me too. And so I'm sure you've listened to the podcast. You know what the first question is because it never changes. So uh, Kimberly, what was your first job? Laura, my first job uh, was um, right out of college, actually. And I um, went into a retail management training program for Sears Holding Company um, and um, went through that, I think it was 12 or 14 weeks, just learning kind of the basics of retail, trying to understanding how to run a store, um, all the components of that come into managing, uh, building, um, specializing in um, apparel merchandising. And then from there, um, I was um, promoted into uh, an apparel management role and um, did that role uh, within different volumes of, um, of individual stores um, for about 10 years. So I think I started in a $2 million box, then went to a $4 million box, then a $6 million box and so on and so forth. Um, and then from there, I um, was promoted um, to a um, district manager's position. So I've been on this retail journey um, <laughs> about, uh, for a very long time. Um, and um, it's been, you know, just close to 34 years now. Wow. It's, it's, it's interesting that like there are some folks who will come on a show and like their first job out of college basically set them up for the rest of their life. And there'll be people who like their first job out of college was like, absolutely not. I'm never doing that ever again. I'll do something entirely different the rest of their life. Uh, so it's always fascinating to, to see the difference. And, you know, I, it would be really cool to sort of kind of hear the story of like how you navigated being Oh, going from startup management training program to now getting to Dick Sporting Goods. Like, what's that road been like for you? Well, I, I have to go back, you know, um, from, to the beginning, um, because in actually, you know, every job that I've had uh, within this uh, retail landscape has certainly prepared me for where I am today. And I say that because I'm, I'm a believer that you know, um, you have, you know, corporate sides of, of um, businesses, and then you have kind of what we would say the field side of the business. So for me, I started in the field. So I started, you know, um, you know, as a manager, um, moved through, you know, um, into a district manager's position. And then from there, uh, went into a corporate position. So you know, I think it's really important for individuals to realize that, you know, when you have that stand of knowledge and experience, it helps you in every step uh, along the way. Um, you know, I understood what it what it meant to run a business. Um, you know, being, you know, at ground level, 
Mm-hmm. And then um, moving into a corporate, um, you know, I really started to um, understand from a communication perspective, you know, what that looked like, and also from a strategic perspective, what that looked like. So, you know, I, after, you know, moving into corporate as a divisional sales manager, still with Sears Holding, um, went into a regional field position, um, focusing on um, visual merchandising. And then from there, um, a couple of years ago, I decided to make a, um, a, a change and join Dick Sporting Goods, um, really um, to help build a field visual merchandising team that would drive consistent execution of our brands, um, brand visual strategies. Um, to really just create a, a differentiated athlete experience. So, you know, it, my, my past has um, helped me understand how to manage people, you know, how important it is um, to build a team and how to build a team. And I will have to tell you those 30 years of, of, of management has really um, made me the leader that I am today. Awesome. Cause it, you know, it's rare to find, you know, especially the women in business where they're like, no, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make my way up and I'm going to, I'm going to navigate those challenges. So I know that 30 years was not an easy one. So can you tell me about a time where you had a challenge? You're like, there's no way I'm getting through this. And then you did. Well, you know, there've been certainly many challenges, um, but I would have to say, Probably the one that sits with me um, right now is, you know, the COVID challenge. Um, you know, last year, you know, we, you know, uh, we, we shut down, you know, my team, just to tell you a little bit about what they do, you know, they are out in the field. Um, they're regionally based. Um, they work um, hand in hand in conjunction with the district managers and regional vice presidents on development and training within our stores. So they're in stores working with our teammates one-on-one on on, um, elevation and merchandising tactics, um, along with several other things. But that's our job is to be in stores. And so once we we shut down, you know, we furloughed some people, some individuals, um, sadly, And then, you know, the ones that we did not furlough, I had to figure out, you know, how do we still make a difference? Um, How do we um, still remain viable out there in the industry, you know, without being able to, um, you know, maneuver in stores um, with, with associates? So, you know, that was really, you know, hard and it really took um, me, you know, going back to some, some previous days um, about how we, how you develop and train. And so teams came in very handy. You know, we pulled out um, some other, you know, um, technology vehicles um, to um, really sharpen their skill sets um, on, you know, different things that we could do and moving back into the stores, um, we started to work on some additional training programs. But I, I, I certainly would tell you, it, it certainly was a challenge, but we, we certainly made it through. 
Awesome. Yeah, you know, it's it's fascinating when you think about uh, where we are right now and we're at this sort of interesting intersection because like parts of the country are are wildly open, other parts of the country are not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm sure for you as, you know, as someone who's working in retail, you have to try and walk that fine balance. Like how has that been for you as an organization? So because obviously you want more people in the stores, but also you have to obviously be concerned for the safety, not just for your customers, but for your employees. Well, I would say we navigated it. You know, I am very, very proud of the way Dick Sporting Goods navigated this whole, um, you know, this opportunity here. You know, as soon as shutdown happened, you know, obviously we, we closed our stores and then we immediately went into, you know, how do we still get our athletes what they need? So, you know, I think we should have, um, not should have, I think that we probably were the first retailer out there that Dick's curbside pickup. So um, oh, we were okay. able to um, really allow our, our athletes to, to still, you know, get what they needed for their outdoor activities um, and, and, and still visit our stores, but do it in a, a distance, uh, distancing way. Um, we had a couple of stores that, you know, um, in, a, in a state that, you know, were, they were able to open before anyone else was able to open. So they were our test lab as to how we were going to open fully um, as a company um, and what, um, what, what things we needed to put in place to do that safely for our athletes. Um, you know, we you know, developed COVID protocols um, from social distancing messages to, um, you know, um, putting up um, protection um, at our registers. Um, so we ran the whole gamut and um, we were able, certainly able to maneuver through this um, in a way that was very, very um, effective and most importantly, protected our teammates and also our athletes visiting our stores. Awesome and so, and so cool. Thank you. So it's interesting. So I have a few, several ideas about what visual merchandising actually is. And I'd love if you would explain what it is. Cause I think it's a really unique, um, obviously part of advertising for stores. And I, and I bet folks would love to, love, love to learn like what actually is it and how do you sort of approach it, especially well, when, within Dick's? Well, um, we, it's, it's really, it's, it's kind of a, there's an art and a science to it, mm -hmm. but you know, long and short, it really is about how our product uh, within our stores uh, come to life. So it's about product placement, um, how we elevate the space, um, meaning, you know, how we um, merchandise our, our product within um, a particular area. Um, it really is, you know, it, it, it takes a, a, a customer or an athlete on a journey. So, um, and it really is about story, storytelling and curated tables. So, you know, you look at, um, for instance, let's just say we want to tell a story for, for someone who is, you know, a fitness guru. And, you know, um, we want to bring a story together that will allow them to get their fitness outfits 
along with any fitness gear that they may need. Um, that product may be merchandised together within, you know, a, um, a particular area or within a particular footprint. Um, and the way that we approach it at Dick Sporting Goods is, you know, understanding that who our athlete is and, you know, how we want to um, lead that athlete through our paths um, within, you know, like I said, within a journey. And then um, how we, we flex that space um, based on, you know, what we, the product we have and, and, and how that product sells. So it really is, you know, if there's an art to it, um, but it, it, it certainly um, is something that is, is teachable um, and something that we are really, really proud of here at Dixie. So, okay, yeah, so a product placement and customer journey, and then really how we um, outfit um, and how we put, you know, product together for outfitting. So it, it, it allows the customer um, to see ideas um, and make, um, we make, certainly it makes suggestions um, for our, our athletes of, of things that we, we would want them, how to pair things together. So it really is how we, how the whole story comes together from color threading, you know, throughout um, a, a particular pad um, to um, mannequin clusters that, um, like I said, give suggestions. And then also just from an adjacency perspective and how our product actually flows through departments. Yeah, so like when I go and I want to get um, uh, buy a pair of gloves, the hand warmers are right there. And then, <laughs> and then when I'm about to buy something else, there's something else I should be buying because, yep, that's what I want. Uh, so, <laughs> it comes in really handy um, because it takes, you know, you know, I really love the way that you explain that because, you know, as a storyteller, um, it's really it's it's really cool to see how you all kind of build these little customer stories um, within different parts of the store that kind of get folks uh, to want to pay attention. And then I, I kind of think back on like, yeah, I walk into the store and I'm like, oh, I think I want to like get some stuff to do some running. And then obviously you go the shorts and such, but it's all those sort of peripheral things around it that like, well, maybe I want to do this as well. <laughs> Uh, uh, and so it is very much an art and science to it, which is which is fascinating. Um, so, what made you decide to, after you know being at Sears for so long, uh, to make the switch to to Dicks? You know, as someone who grew up on Long Island in suburbia, obviously Sears was like part of my life for almost my entire childhood. <laughs> uh, I think we bought everything for our house from Sears. Uh, but then when I was a teenager, I remember that like anytime I needed something to do any kind of sports, it was about going to Dick's. <laughs> so both brands, I, I, as someone who grew up in, um, you know, kind of mall culture like that, it worked for me in terms of those two stories. But like for you, you know, obviously on the corporate side, like what made you decide that like Dick's was a good a next step for you? Well, um, two things. Um, the first was, you know, um, it's certainly no secret that, you know, over the last, you know, um, 10, I don't know, 10, eight plus years that, you know, the, that industry and Sears had to go through um, some difficult times. Um, and then also um, for me, I was looking for, 
you know, a change. I was looking for something different. And here is where, you know, um, networking, mentorship, understanding how people see you, making connections, collaboration and partnerships come in. You know, I ran into someone that um, I um, worked for um, in a previous role who had um, left the company and um, knew of a role that, um, you know, knew that here at Dick Sporting Goods that they were thinking about developing this team and um, he thought I would be wonderful for it. So, you know, he put me in contact with um, the individual who's my my supervisor today. And then, you know, the, the story goes from there. But I can tell you that um, it was something that I, I knew I, I needed to do. Um, but, you know, after being at a company for so long, it, it's sometimes very scary. Right. Um, but I made the leap because I knew it was the right thing for me. But when I tell you it was the best decision that I made for me personally and from a career perspective, um, that um, I, I never looked back, um, never looked back. I came aboard as a, a, a director and really just kind of started to develop our, our field visual merchandising program. You know, we went from two individuals out in the field um, to a total of 16 wow. uh, that are regionally based. Um, we also, um, you know, um, piloted a program where we put dedicated um, individuals into some of our highest volume stores. Um, so, you know, we took a team that really didn't exist to a team that is close to 35 um, individuals now out there making a huge difference uh, within our, our, our stores um, and also, you know, really um, making human connections and, um, you know, being an advocate for our people. So it's been great. It's been great. And you know what's interesting? Um, you know, you talked about the fact that it was a it was a man who you'd worked for previously who uh, mm -hmm. essentially was the connection. And I think that mm -hmm. oftentimes we talk so much about, you know, women building networks with other women and it's great. But I always say is that like, it's about the horizontal networking and it's knowing everyone because it's not just about the women that you work with. It's also about the men that you work with um, because you know, folks will see different opportunities, but if they are connecting with you and you're building those longer, deeper relationships, those are the ones that are gonna push you forward. Yeah, um, and absolutely. And I, I certainly believe that, um, you know, it is really, um, it's extremely important to really pretty much be yourself, right? But also within that, you know, um, you know create as many relationships as you can and it goes both ways, whether it's, you know, mentoring people or, you know, um, having people, you know, having mentorships. You know, I am one that, you know, I didn't get here um, on my own. I had several people along the way that coached me, um, gave me some really hard feedback at times, um, but also embraced, um, embraced me. 
Um, and I always tell, you know, um, the individuals that I mentor, I, I, I always, you know, express this to my team. Always understand how people see you. You know, how do you show up on a daily basis? Do you really, you understand what, you know, if someone asks you about, hey, how's that Kim Walker? Do you know what they're going to say? You know, um, and if you're not comfortable with that, or if you really don't know, then, you know, it really is important to, to, um, to, to understand that because, you know, it, for me, you know, the relationships that you build and the partnerships that you build are the things that um, really um, sustain us. You know, um, you have this business piece, but you also have the piece of just being nice and kind and being human. And what a concept, what a concept. It's <laughs> showing people that you care, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, that, I'm always amazed by that. I'm like, like, Laura, how do you know all these people? I was like, cause I'm nice to people. Like I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. Like, I mean, that's how we got connected. Like this awesome friend of mine and was like, hey, you should talk to Kim cause she's great. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. I was like, I wish <laughs> I, I, I wish I'd, I'd known uh, I, we connected in February cause you would have been part of my 29 days of magic series where I you know, interviewed a black woman a day for black history month. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, you just want to tell cool stories. You want to connect with other folks and just learn from people who, you know, are up and down the spectrums of things. It's not always with people who are exactly your peers, but folks from just different walks of life and that genuine niceness and curiosity just goes so much further uh, and will put you in places and opportunities that you would have never imagined. And you're absolutely right, Laura. And the, the other thing I would say about that is just like leading with empathy, you know, understanding you. that people come with a lot of things and you certainly need to meet them where they are, you know, and um, just being, you know, just understanding that we're not curing cancer here, right? <laughs> you know, we are you know, what we do, um, we do it, we do it with love, we do it with joy, we have fun doing it. But, you know, you know, taking the time to, to help someone understand and learn, um, and reaching back and, and helping them, you know, develop and, and pull them forward. You know, there's so many people and so many individuals who have, have done that for me. And I, I am, I think that's why I'm so passionate about what we do today, because, you know, a lot of that is um, kind of how we operate out there, um, but it, 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 it truly is, it, it, it's life-changing um, when you can connect with, with, with people and you can connect with teammates. Um, it, it, it really makes a difference in what they're, they're doing and um, how, they, how they show up. It's just it's just the, the common be courtesy of behavior and like you know, um, so many things you just said that like yeah, leading with empathy is not that difficult. I, I am I am always amazed why when folks say like, well, how do you lead with empathy? I was like, can you think about what it might be like for somebody else for two seconds and like take yourself out of it? Like it's not always your show because uh, if you can do that, you can lead with empathy. Not yeah. that difficult. Yeah. <laughs> And the other thing that I've learned is, you know, and this is, you know, obviously here is you're talking about 30 plus years here. And, it, and I certainly didn't start off this way, but servant leadership, you know, mm -hmm. just offering yourself um, to be available and offering yourself to help in any way, 
whether it's within your responsibility uh, or whether it's outside of your scope. Um, but just being someone who is, is willing to, to step out um, and have the, the courage um, to, you know, um, you know, step out if, if there's something that you may not be sure of or you may not know, um, or you may not have all the answers to. And, and, and admitting to that, um, but saying I'm here and, and we can do this together and we'll figure it out together. So. You're speaking, you're swinging to the choir. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. Um, one of the things I noticed about Dix is that the, the leadership is mostly women. And so, and I was like, I had no idea. Cause obviously you think sporting goods, you think men, you think men. I mean, I, I grew up along, I grew up in suburbia, as I said, so I knew Dick Sporting Goods and Models. <laughs> like those were sporting goods stores. And I knew because I live in New York, we all knew the Model family. Um, all dudes. And uh, it's been fascinating to watch some of the moves that Dix has made over the last few years because you can tell women are running things over there. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We have um we have an um, awesome set of um, women leaders within our company, and we have some good men too. You know, um, but I, I certainly, hopefully, um, you've seen our Women's of Dicks campaign, and you know, um, it, it's a campaign that is, it features women of Dicks and the and leadership roles who are truly driving change um, in the the industry towards. Um, maintaining and investing in women's and women and girls out in society you know we know that sports you know make people better um, um because it uh, you know it builds self-confidence you know it builds teammanship it teaches you how to lead um and we just are committed to um ensuring that we you know give more access um to girls um so that you know they can um pay for that forward um, in, in life. And, you know, all girls, you know, and women should have the same opportunity that, you know, a, a man or a, 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 um, a little boy should have. And we just, you know, we wanna certainly make sure that we represent that um, and that, you know, that our communities um, that we serve, that they see it. You know, you certainly can't be it if you can't see it, right? Well, that's the thing. And what's one of the reasons why I was so excited to have to have you on the show, because I don't think I've ever seen a black woman in virtual, virtual merchandising before, because I started my career out in fashion. And I was mm -hmm. like, wait, wait. And then I was like, wait, she was at Sears for how long? Hold on. Um, <laughs> because yeah. I know that wasn't easy. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't been. And, you know, I, you know, I, and in, in, in any, and I will tell you in the, in the space that you know, it hasn't been easy, but I was, you know, I was raised, um, you know, to always, regardless of the circumstance, you know, always do your best, always kind of show up. Um, and then, you know, if, if, if you, you don't succeed, you know, God darn it, you know, next day, get up and try it again. Um, but, you know, you do it with grace, you do it, mm -hmm. you know, very humbly. And um, you, you give it all you got. And so, you know, understanding that and, you know, growing into the person that I am today, 
you know, you probably, you can tell I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lively, um, you know, um, and certainly um, have some, some self-conscious things, but, you know, you don't necessarily, you wouldn't know that. Um, but I, I certainly, you know, think that it is about, you know, how you, how you come to market and how you, how you, how, what you believe in, um, honestly. And, you know, I, you know, I believe in helping people and being kind and, you know, um, being a support. And I think that shows that showed up through my career um, within everything that, you know, in every position that I've had. You know, it's interesting. Um, and it, it's just so true. And I, I said that, that's why I was so happy to have you come join because I wanted you to say that because I think sometimes the thought process is that like you sort of have to contort yourself into some sort of weird, unusual thing that's not really you in order to be successful. Or you have uh -huh. to be, there's one certain way you have to be in terms of being an, a successful person in business. And there's, there's so many shades of red, as I say, <laughs> shades of black and white. There's so many shades of red. Um, and embrace the one that works for you. Uh, you know, similarly, I, I mean, like I said, very similar. It's like, I have just always walked in rooms like, okay, hey, I'll be nice to folks <laughs> and, and learn and listen. Like, you know, the, the best piece of advice I ever got was, you know, just listen, because you, you will learn more just by really listening to people and what they're actually saying, um, that, that next level. Um, and when you do that, you can lead of empathy because like you can really hear what people are saying to you and how they're saying it. Uh -huh. and, and that's how you navigate all of this. Um, and that's the, and that's the key for success for folks to understand that like that art of listening is so paramount um, because you'll learn from folks in a way that is really impactful and makes you stop and think and then you can respond in ways that make sense and but we all know that's some folks that's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it is, and you 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 know I couldn't have said it better um, and. You know, when you talk about, you know, just listening and being, you know, being present um, in the conversation, um, you know, not just listening to hear, but listening to understand. Um, and with that, just, you know, educating yourselves, because when you do listen, you are, you're certainly going to, to um, learn and, and, and educate yourself and, and understand things that you, you, you may not have, have known, or you may, you know, um, look at things in a different way. You know, I, I think about, you know, after joining Dick's Sporting Goods and being here about a year, I, you know, I came and, you know, I'm towards the, probably the latter part of my career. And I'm just, you know, I came as a, a director wanting to make a difference, wanting to make a change, but never, you know, never really thinking about kind of what that next position or what that that would look like for me. Um, I just wanted to do a good job and, you know, and um, move forward with some of the initiatives that I have been, you know, challenged with. And, you know, my um, boss calls me in the office one day and she's like, hey, I want you, I have um, recommended you, I want you to be 
um, a part of our IND council. You know, what you have represented here the last year um, or so um, of, of being a part of this company has been pretty remarkable. You've, you know, earned respect, people admire you. Um, you um, certainly have, you know, made a difference. And, you know, we, we certainly would like for, for you to join this council and be a part of, you know, how we shape our IND vision and strategy as we move forward with the company. I was, I tears started swelling up in my eyes because I was so, and I was so, you know, I was so, so um, thankful um, because I, I, you know, I, that's not necessarily what I, you know, I, I didn't know that, you know, people were looking at me in that way or, you know, people felt that way about me, but you know, that's how I know that if you, you have it in your heart and you have the right things, um, you're, you're focusing on the right things, good things will come. And people exactly. Will come. Mm -hmm. it, that's, I mean, that's the key here. It's just like, you know, good things end up coming. So, so if you're on the IND Council, um, last year, the last year has been interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to, yes. Um, yes. And uh, we are essentially a year later. Um, you know, how's that been for you all as a company and in response to everything? Because obviously there was a, a reckoning and awakening um, in a way that was unique because of, it was the timing of when it happened and then the response and the, you can't look away anymore. And so how do we put you know, one foot in front of the other to, to make some um, positive changes? How's that been for you over at Dix? Oh, it has been, you know, and I don't say this because I'm a, I, I'm a part of the, the process. Um, you know, I say it because it's the truth. Obviously, you know, we probably, we've, we've you know, like a lot of uh, corporations, we've had, you know, our opportunities. Um, and, you know, when you, you kind of look at our, you know, our landscape, we, we probably are not as um, diverse from a people perspective as we, we could have been. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, you know, we, you know, it was very, very clear from, you know, our chairman at Stack is that, you know, we are going to stand for um, racial injustice out there. And we are, you know, we're going to make sure that we make a difference um, within the things that we do um, within, you know, our, our company, within the communities that we serve and also for our teammates. So, you know, you know, the, one of the first things we did was, you know, we, we really established how we wanted to, to, to move forward and, and what we wanted to, to stand for. So, you know, whether it be a place where uh, we respect differences, you know, and we set standards for, for treating teammates and, you know, our athletes with respect and also how we just become better humans. And so through that, you know, we started to develop strategies out there that would kind of help us as a company um, foster education um, within, you know, ourselves, our teammates, and, and our communities. So we, we took all our leaders through inclusive leadership uh, sessions 
Um, we also took all teammates just this past year um, through inclusion um, sessions where we created a safe space um, to have some really, really tough conversations, um, non-judgmental, um, and just speak about their experiences and how they're feeling and, you know, um, you know, just to kind of, you know, understand that, you know, we're all in this together. Those sessions were really life-changing um, for a lot of individuals who really weren't thinking about it in, in, in certain ways. You know, we um, developed the uh, inclusion and diversity calendar um, that, focused on, that focuses on moments out there. So the celebration of Black History Month, you know, we are going to kick off um, June 1st, a pride celebration um, where, um, you know, we're, we're doing featuring um, individuals. Um, we're also, you know, highlighting product within our stores. Um, we have, um, you know, started to invest um, out there um, into the, um, the community. Um, we've, um, you know, invested, you know, um, a couple of million dollars um, in the Black Economic Development Fund. Um, and then we've also started to look at how we hire and develop um, our, um, our, our teammates um, within um, our, our, our organization. Um, and we want to make sure that we better uh, reflect our communities. And in order to do that, you know, we've certainly um, reached out and established direct relationships with the SBCUs. We've also, you know, we've diver uh, developed diversity panel series. You know, we had one with our African-American leaders. We had one that was uh, focused on women leaders. Um, and these are, you know, a panel series that are broadcasted across the company that people can join. Um, and then, you know, we, we've started looking at like career pathing um, of our, um, you know, of, of our teammates within our, our organization. And then also reaching out to, to our field and, and being very deliberate about, um, you know, seeking individuals who are interested in corporate positions um, and, you know, giving them, you know, the opportunity um, um, to, come, to, to come to the CSC um, within intern, internships and, and different other vehicles. So we have, um, we, we're committed to it. Um, Ed and Lauren are committed to it. And we feel that we certainly are, are, are moving forward in a good way. Wow. <laughs> a comprehensive plan that doesn't require brain surgery. What is that? <laughs> like, you know, that, and you know, that's, and, and honestly, that's so lovely to hear because I think it's just an example of what it isn't so scary. And yeah. that you really just have to just start doing the work. And as I always say, whenever I speak about this on panels, it's like, make sure your house isn't on fire before you talk about your neighbors. Yeah. So what can you do internally to make sure that your employees are feeling good and reflect what um, the values of this company? And if there are things that need to change, you make those investments to make a change. But then also you go beyond the check. Like, you know, we always say that like, 
how can you make a meaningful impact within the within your communities with which you stand? And oftentimes it is like, how can you pour into the economy? So I think that you know, donating into the an economic funds are just exactly it. This nothing is required to reinvent a wheel to help make this world a more equitable space. And you know, when folks just take the time to you know really look at the things that they do, the communities that they serve, you know, there is so much impact that you can make and and in really simple ways that don't require a five-year plan, don't require lots of studies. Uh-huh. Like, yep. It's just, yep. you already do this. You're already, you're already in the location. So like, okay, how do we hire more people? Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. do we career path people? Like, uh-huh. oh, okay, uh-huh. well, we're already going to do that. We're always going yeah. to career path people. We're always going to hire people. So now we're just looking at it through a, a more bespoke lens um and that's and that's how you get started and you know that's awesome to hear you know one of the things that i I saw that you know how dick's like responds to something whereby a wrong's happening and then you make it right was what'll happen with the ncaa's um with the women's teams yeah and and i I was like really (laughs) because i saw that tweet early and i don't think i was on the early one started retweeting like are you out of your mind how could they do this Wasn't that sad? It's like well, really as an athlete, as an athlete, I mean, like yes. you know, I was an athlete when I was in high school, and then well, junior high school and high school, and then like I fell off. But like, always had something to do with sports. But I always, you know, still love basketball because I've played forever. And I'm just like, do you not realize that women spend lots of money on sports? If you just would talk to us more intelligently. Um, so the NCAs is a simple example. Like if you actually give us what we need, yeah, like these ratings will go up, but you don't, you treat, you treat the women's NCA like they're like a stepchild. Like what's wrong with y'all? Yes. Yeah. It's unfortunately it's, and it's no different. And that's why this whole women's of dicks campaign was so important, you know, to showing, you know, just showing your representation of, you know, what, what's possible. You know, I look at, um, the um, NFL, because um, I'm a I'm a I'm an avid uh, sports fan, to say particularly football, and you know, I look at how long it it really took for, you know, women um, to be accepted into coaching positions within you know professional sports. Um, it's happened, but it you know it took far too long. You know, um, I certainly um, believe that, you know, the path that we're on to, to, to give girls access, to give women access and, and for them to see that it can be done is, is just important um, for us to kind of drive and change, um, change that um, trajectory out there. And, you know, it's starting, but we have so, so much more work to do out there within um, sports and within um, women's leadership. It's just mind boggling. It's like, I love sports. I have two older brothers and I'm just like, this is crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm really fascinated. You know, I love what Alexis Haney has been doing with Angel City uh, and, and calling this out because it's like, there was money to be made. I mean, when, when they were showing how all the uh, women from the NCAAs um, had know the most amazing hair edges laid and makeup that didn't come off even though we're playing for like you know 40 minutes and you're like hello beauty brands hello <laughs> like, like, y'all see what's here um 
so it it just needs uh it just needs for folks to get a clue um and treat women with respect when it comes to sports it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how the olympics all shakes out this year yeah it will be it will <laughs> it, it certainly will be um uh yeah i i i don't i'm not quite sure how that's going to how that's how that's going to end quite frankly fingers crossed for something good yeah uh, so question for you about you miss kimberly uh -huh. um what do you do for your self-care um, I, I, I do a, I do a few things. Um, the one thing that, you know, from a, um, you know, from a physical perspective, I, um, I, I take, I love to walk. So, you know, I try to get a couple of miles in the day. Um, but within that, what um, keeps me charged is I, I love music, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I think music is, you know, it's food for the soul. So, you know, I am, you know, I can put my, my earbuds in and, you know, just walk and reflect. It's, it's soothing for me. It's, um, it certainly is something that um, allows me to, to reflect and, also just kind of get back in touch with myself. So that's, that's certainly one thing. The other thing that I, I do, and I've been doing it since I was growing up is I, I'm a person who, um, you know, I like relaxation. So, you know, I, um, I'll get into uh, the bathtub and I'll sit for, you know, people will be like, oh my God, really? You sit in the bathtub for an hour? Yeah, I light some candles you know, I'll, you know, put on, you know, whether it's some jazz or something that I want to listen to at that time. And I'll just, you know, I'll sit there and I'll reflect and meditate. Um, so that's another thing that I do. And then the other thing from a, a care perspective, you know, um, and this is, this is for me, I am, uh, I'm somewhat of a people person. So I certainly, you know, I'd like to spend, um, meaningful and, and significant time with with the people who are important to me so those three things are, are pretty much how i i take care of myself <laughs> and they put and all of them put yourself first which is the yeah. most important thing yeah it's like you can't take care of anybody else if you're not feeling great so no nope, you certainly can't fantastic and then the last question for you do you have a give and or an ask of the audience um, yeah, I do. I am, if, if, if there was one thing that I, I could, could ask the, the audience, it would be, um, to, um, to be, to be kind, um, to reach out and really try to help, um, individuals who may be less fortunate than you that may not have, um, you know, the same education that you have, um, but to to try to to empower others um, so that you know they they are able to to understand that anything is is anything is possible, um, and they can certainly can be anything that um, they they set their mind to be, and and help them, you know, mentor somebody. Um, you know, pour in that knowledge that you may have into someone 
um, who certainly can benefit from it. And, um, you know, always, you know, always be there um, to, um, to lift someone up um, and um, give back. And um, that would be my message, quite frankly. That is a beautiful message. I, Thank I, you. I, that, that, I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, oh, Kimberly, you're just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's just, it's just, a, it's just a beautiful message. And, you know, I think hammering that home repeatedly is really important for folks. So um, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being on the podcast. I mean, oh my goodness, I could keep chatting you for quite some time. Um, And we now have to meet in person because, you know, COVID's opening up. Well, we do. (laughs) And I thank you for having me, Laura. This has been a pleasure. Um, It's been a pleasure. And so we'll put all the details for folks to get in contact with you and obviously check out Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, and all the really phenomenal work that you're doing is just so incredible. And I'm so honored that you were able to join us on the show today. So oh, thanks well, thank so much. You. And hey, that, have a great holiday. You too. And that is our show. <laughs>